How many lessons of faith and beauty we should lose if there were no winter in our year? Thomas Wentworth Higginson Hi friends, welcome back to the Piece by Piece podcast. My name is Mackenzie, and if you're anything like me, trying to balance everything in your life sometimes leaves you feeling drained, overwhelmed, and fearful. If you're wondering how you can find joy in every situation, magic in the mundane, and rest for your soul, I'd love to have you join me as we uncover simple practices to point us back to peace. Ever since snow days no longer meant no school, I've had a hard time adjusting to winter after Christmas. I used to absolutely dread January through March, but I don't anymore. Today we're going to talk about why, and maybe it will help you as well. I grew up in Minnesota and I thought everyone loved the snow. I sure loved the snow. If people around me ever complained about the snow, I don't have any memories of it. Snow for me meant no school, building snowmen and snow forts, and being dragged in a toboggan behind our snowmobile. I've lived in a few other Midwestern states now, Ohio, Iowa, and Nebraska, and people don't love the snow as much in these places. I'm generalizing, of course. I know there are people in Minnesota who don't like the winter, and I know there are people outside of Minnesota who really do. Cold and snow in Minnesota are just a natural part of life. People joke about it, but sometimes it really does seem like the winter takes up over half the year. Minnesotans bundle up, play hockey and broomball and ice skate on frozen ponds and lakes, go cross-country skiing, snowmobiling, ice fishing. It's a whole different world. What other people might see as an impossible day for doing anything outside, Minnesotans just see it as Tuesday. There is an efficient system of plowing and people know how to drive. Don't even get me started on driving in snow in other states. I think the reason I don't have many negative memories of snow in Minnesota is because we make the most of it. We're prepared for it. We know it's not going to be any different. I didn't grow up knowing any other way besides winter for half the year. We're not surprised when it snows in October, in April. We're not surprised when we're out trick-or-treating in full-on snowsuits. We've shifted life to embrace winter. I still say we like I'm a Minnesotan, even though I no longer live there. There's something incredibly magical after a thick snowfall, especially where I lived in Minnesota without super close neighbors. It's absolutely silent. There are no cars out driving yet, and you can't hear any people. As far as you can see, the entire ground is smooth and sparkling white, untouched by any kind of tracks. It's a different kind of silent, one of invitation and anticipation. As I got older, winter started to lose its magic. And by winter, I mean after Christmas until whenever spring came. Winter before Christmas is obviously still magical. But after Christmas, I dreaded the endless gray blanket in the sky and the short days of the middle of winter. There are no snow days for work, so heavy snowfalls weren't something I looked forward to. Life seemed to pause, and I didn't want it to slow down. I wanted sunny summer days that were fast-paced and busy, and I was full of energy and inspiration. I just felt meh in winter. But the truth is, we need winter. Nature needs winter, and we need winter for our minds and bodies to rest. 
Trees seem to just die after their leaves fall off. They stop producing life, but this is actually a good thing. A tree's growth slows way down or even stops, which is a healthy part of their cycle of life. Bears have also mastered the season of winter. Because of the lack of food sources and the elements of winter, they rest to conserve their energy. I think we can learn a lot from trees and bears about how we should rest physically, mentally, and emotionally in winter, but also what to do when we experience winter in our souls. Many historians point to before the year 1370 when the first public clock tower was put in Germany. Before that, people went to bed with the moon and got up with the sun. This was humanity's rhythm, long and busy days in the summer, short and slow in the winter. John Mark Comer puts it this way, The clock created artificial time, the slog of the nine to five all year long. We stopped listening to our bodies and started rising when our alarms droned their oppressive siren, not when our bodies were done resting. Additionally, before 1879, when Edison invented the light bulb, the average person slept 11 hours a night. All these little tidbits of knowledge were taken from The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Homer, which I highly recommend you to read. We aren't machines, and we weren't created to run on a giant hamster wheel 24-7 until we retire or die. This has been a huge learning process for me the past couple of years, but practicing rest in my own life has given me the freedom I didn't know I needed. Like I said, I used to dread January through March. These months can be dark and dreary, especially if you're someone who experiences depression or seasonal affective disorder. Maybe we need to be more like bears and trees. What if we began to recognize the limits on ourselves and we planned accordingly? Where the slowing down of winter became something we look forward to instead of it feeling like a burden? What if we slept longer than we do in the summer and we didn't feel guilty for needing those extra hours of rest? What if we press pause on productivity to reawaken our creativity? Maybe we spend more time at home, see a counselor, go to sleep earlier and sleep in later, I'm not advocating laziness, I'm advocating a shift in how you enter day-to-day life as the seasons change. Seasons of rest are just as necessary for us as they are for nature to be the healthiest versions of ourselves. Paul Thoreau says it best, winter is a season of recovery and preparation. It's the reset we all need. I think the beauty of winter is it forces us to slow down, to retreat, to be with ourselves. The excess of life is trimmed away, and we get to decide what to carry out of winter. What will spring look like where we live? What will spring look like for you? Maybe the winter you're experiencing goes deeper than physical, emotional, and mental rest. Maybe your spiritual life, your walk with God, feels barren and frozen in an empty way and not a restful way. If that's you right now, I just want to say I empathize with you. It's a difficult season you're walking in. And I want to give you a few words of hope that encouraged me when I have been in that kind of season. It seems endless, the winter of the soul. You may feel like God is no longer with you and you have no desire to spend time seeking him. You might also feel like you're the only one experiencing a spiritual winter and you don't know how to get out of it. You may not feel anything at all. The biggest thing I want you to know is that you're not alone. In your journey with God, there are going to be spiritual winters. They will look different, but you will have them. And I don't mean this in a discouraging way, but in a way for you to be prepared. You can find beauty in a spiritual winter. 
And as Midwesterners prepare for winter, we can do the same in our own lives. And just like trees and bears in winter, there is more going on beneath the surface. There are things growing in you, even in this frozen time. Winter is important because it strips away what we don't need. God is planting and preparing you for the next season of life. I think if our spiritual lives always felt like somewhere where we were continually growing and blooming, we wouldn't appreciate it as much. We don't live in endless summers. Winter is important because it prepares for spring. It strips away what we do not need and clears the way for what will be growing next. Keep waiting and keep watching for signs of spring. They don't happen all at once, but I promise you winter doesn't last forever. So what I guess I'm trying to say to you is this. Winter is a season for a reason. I really wanted to rhyme there. As cliche as it sounds, though, without winter, we wouldn't appreciate the other seasons of life as much, both externally and internally. But we also have to treat winter as winter and not be surprised when it isn't 80 degrees and sunny. God may not be providing for you in the same way he always has, but he is still present and providing. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope it was encouraging and uplifting to you as these words really helped me when I was in my own spiritual winter. And I know that there will be spiritual winters in my life to come. Until next week, you can find me on Instagram at peacebypeacewithmac. I'll talk to you soon.